In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey.
Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good. This is Real Housewives of Orange County edition, baby. We're back in the OC. We're on episode three. Can you believe that? We had the first two episodes, and I watched them, and, you know, I, I talked about them just a, a little bit. I, I meant to go way more into it, but Vanderpump Rules happened. I got sick. Life happened. Just like the beautiful life these ladies are living in the real Housewives of Orange County. But listen, we're probably going to be recapping this season, and we're going to start now. We're going to see how it goes. Bear with me. I don't really have my voices locked in, even though John Jansen, if you remember, I did OC last season, and John Jansen is my favorite Real Housewives of Orange County character, Shannon Bedore's, you know, ex-boyfriend now. But he was always so, to me, he was like buttoned up angry. He'd be like, I'm John Jansen. I'm John Jansen, damn it. And I know that's not really him, but to me, he always just seemed like he was ready to burst potentially. So every time you watch John Jansen from this point on, just always just in your mind go, this guy's about to burst. They're at a crystal shop in one of the scenes and you, I shit you not, Shannon's on the phone, you know, FaceTiming with Tamara as you do at a crystal store. And you can see John Jansen in the background, like angrily staring at crystals. It's like, ah, oh, amethyst, oh, John Jansen, damn it. <laughs> so um, Orange County is back. It is back, baby. Uh, it didn't have like the insane start that last season did because we had Heather Dubrow back. And, uh, you know, we had that big sushi party where they threw out $30,000, you know, like the, the GNP of a small country. They threw out that amount of sushi, you know, could feed people for a year. They just threw it out. Like I've now, I pretty much just post up on weekends outside their house, hoping that I'll be able to feed my family for the next couple of years. If I just go through their trash, imagine their trash facility at that house. Like last episode, Heather Dubrow was sending her two kids off to college and they I said it looked like they were running a Costco out of that place. I'd seen every I was like, are they at a staples? And it turned out it was their their like garage. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I said this to you guys on Monday. I said, my, my I went to ASU. My parents were like, here's a couple of folders and a calculator. Good luck. It was it was great raising you these last 18 years. But this it's wild. I'm really, I'm starting to enjoy this season, but I think it was, you got to temper your expectations. You got to say, Hey, this isn't Vanderpump rules. This isn't real housewives of Beverly Hills, which is refreshing because I don't, you know, call me crazy and it's not Jersey. Like nobody is going to go to jail potentially this season. And I think to me, we've got to get back to housewives that you do not have to worry about that. They will go to prison, you know, like Jersey, <laughs> Jersey. I shit you not. It's not even the Jersey people. The people on Twitter are going to send every one of those cast members of real housewives in New Jersey to prison. If somebody came to me tomorrow and said, would love for you to be on Jersey. I'd say, get the fuck out of town. I will never go on that show. I can't afford jail time right now. Mark my words, everybody that's ever been affiliated with Real Housewives of New Jersey, they're going to just build a prison just for any future or past castmates of Real Housewives of New Jersey. That's how serious it's gotten. And then you got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You got the Erica Jane, Tom Girardi mess, which, by the way, did you see last week the Tom Girardi fit to stand trial? Great, good. It only took a couple of years. And then uh, Jen Shaw, of course, serving prison time with Elizabeth Holmes right now. She's the one that was like, I invented Theranos with this blood. I will cure everything in your body. You know that girl? She's in there with her now. So, you know, housewives are usually now, unfortunately, a feeder system to get really good spawn con on Instagram or to go to prison. Those are usually the only there's no in between anymore. It's that or it's it's 
Good Spawn Con, Prison. Those are the two options if you get on a reality TV show. But realize as Orange County, if you temper your expectations, I found it enjoyable. I found these little moments. And I think that's what it, it, it took a couple of episodes to be like, okay, okay, yeah, this is what Housewives is. Okay, just get into the enjoyment of these ladies, these characters. And I think even saying that, Tamara, you got you to gotta get in, you know, it, she's finding her sea legs. You know, last week's episode, they were on the boat at the end, and she was like, ah, I'm Tamara, I'm screaming, fuck a duck, fuck a duck. And it's like, chill out, chill out. And I think this episode, she finally started to, to get her reality show sea legs. And she's like, okay, I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm getting my bearings. And I think we're off to the races. I think, uh, listen, I love the new cast member, Jen. We're going to get into her, her and Ryan. Jen and Ryan, very popular names in the OC. The other thing I, God, Ryan, I'm Ryan. But Ryan's are all over Orange County. Tamara's son, Ryan, uh, that was the only thing. I said, I, I wanted Tamara to come back uh, to Real Housewives of Orange County, but I just didn't want them to platform her son, Ryan. It was uh, Ryan at all. I, I'm, uh, is it Culberson? No, that's that's big. Anyways, Ryan something. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, we, we've seen Ryan's journey from the very beginning with Tamara, with her ex, Remember the tattoo? Remember, like we saw his journey, and it just every time you would have Tamara coming on and going, you know, he's really found himself this time, and then something horrible would happen. And if you saw his views, not only on the show but outside of the show, it wasn't just like oh, Republican Democrat. It was much deeper. There was like weapons involved. There was, um, you know, uh, you know, slurs. Um, just, it, it was just really a mess. It was really gross and really dirty. And it kind of crossed a line for me as a housewives fan. And I, you know, listen, I've seen Kelly Dodd. So I, I mean, I'm used to seeing some intense things, but he was really scary to me. And remember that one season when Ryan's hair just completely fell off his head, even his hair was like, I do not want to be around you right now. So in this episode, he comes back and I'm like, uh, and you guys, he's dressed like, like fucking like a cowboy. I'm like, are we in Orange County? Where are we? It, it, I, just, I was like, oh my God, during, during COVID, Ryan must've discovered the television show Yellowstone, like all of us, and then made it his entire personality. He's got the cowboy hat. He's got the belt buckle. I don't know if there's open carry laws in OC, but I'm sure he's care. Like, it's like, dude, you are in Orange County. You're literally, you get a surfboard right now. You didn't come in on a horse. Your name's not like brick or, you know, it was like, what are you doing, man? Like, why do you have spurs on? You're at, you're at cut fitness in the OC. We'll see what his journey is like. Uh, I don't know. He, I was just hoping that we would get, you know, I liked Tamara's other son. I thought he was interesting. Um, always like to see Eddie, <laughs> always like to see Eddie, but I don't know the, the Ryan thing kind of. It, you know, we all have that little thing in our family, and especially I do empathize with Tamara in the sense that that is her son. So, of course, she's never going to give up on her son. But you got to kind of wonder, because Tamara is so knowledgeable about housewives, that I wonder if that, you know, is just like, oh, shit, man. Like, but we all have that. We all have something in our family. You know, not everything is smooth sailing. Uh, but I just I get I find it. Because automatically, then you platform this guy. People go check out his social media, and there's some just some really weird. There's been some really weird messages in the past, and I think that sometimes can be really, really dangerous. But 
to each their own, right? Uh, I was thinking about this in terms of the housewives archetypes that we have. And I mean archetypes, not in the sense of a failed Meghan Markle podcast, but in just these character types. I was thinking why Shannon Bedore works so well for me as a character is because Shannon Bedore, she's in it, man. She really, this shit, like if Shannon takes everything seriously, she's like, I, 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 I want to be friends with you, Tamara. You know, like Tamara, on the other hand, Tamara knows the game. Tamara is a strategic, Tamara is what I say, like, you know, Housewives have sometimes become Survivor, the television show, because you like win the season, you know, you're a fan favorite, you win, you make these moves, it's very interesting. Um, and Tamara knows her, Tamara's smart in that sense. And that's why I think Tamara's also good at her podcast because she knows how to talk about all of these other shows. She knows about production. She knows her way around this. And I don't sometimes believe that Tamara is as upset as she will seem when she's like, you know, Shannon, I need your friendship. Shannon, I need it badly. I don't believe that. I think Tamara's one of the strongest women out there. She doesn't need shit. She just needs that big old Eddie dick. Sorry. It's late, you guys. Uh, but uh, but Shannon, on the other hand, why I think it's interesting, Shannon Bedore, she doesn't play the game. I think what you see of Shannon is like, that's why you know if you've upset Shannon immediately because she, she can't hide it. It's on her face. I can't believe you're doing this. I, you know, she literally put crystals in her teeth. She had her teeth drilled into to put crystals in there to make it, to even out her personality. That's intense, you guys. Drilling, uh, drilling holes in your teeth to make you more, to make you more balanced, to put crystals like my God, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't have any crystals around Shannon, open your mouth. <laughs> I'm John Jensen. But that's why I think I appreciate Shannon because Shannon, um, as much as she knows she's on a reality show. She's like, this is her life. She's fully in it. She doesn't, she doesn't want to fight with people, but people upset her. But Tamara, on the other hand, acts like she's affected by anything, but she's not. Tamara knows how to play that game. And so sometimes, even many seasons in, Shannon still doesn't get it. Shannon still doesn't get Shannon will be like, Tamara, you played me for a fool. I you went on every podcast and talked about me. And then Tamara will be like, I need you, Shannon. And Shannon will be like, ah, I don't know. I Okay, I need you too. I missed you. It's it, we. It's so fascinating. And you have Heather DeBro. I am Heather DeBro, and I talk like this, very enunciated. I love her because um, shit. I mean, like literally, she shits money. It is wild. Her and Terry DeBro, uh, they will. I mean, I wish the show lifestyle lifestyles of the rich and famous. Remember, like I am Robin Leach, and welcome to lifestyles of the rich and famous. Like Terry, their house is it's a museum. And I mean, just in the fact that it could fit a museum in it and they have a personal chef, they have all of these kids. The kids don't seem to do anything, but the kids all seem really nice. Um, and I just, everything that you could possibly imagine yet. Heather is like, we are re we are starting to reintroduce ourselves to Beverly Hills. I love the fact that we are getting Heather DeBro. What is her, her stage name? Heather Marie. So I, I will get to it. Um, and she's, she wants to get back into the acting game. She, you know, cause she did a little hot in Cleveland. She was on, uh, she was on a couple of failed sit 
sitcoms in the 90s. And she's, you know, she's a bear. She's a personality. And I love how seriously she takes herself. You know, she's always drinking her champagne. She's got a champagne room for the love of God. I mean, when they went and played pickleball, she had a gentleman behind her that brought in some, some champ, champs after pickleball. I was like, my God, this is amazing exercise. Uh, so you have her, you know, I'm Gina. What's going on, guys? I'm Gina. I can't do a Gina voice, but it's always crazy. What? Gina, for the love, I mean, I really like Gina, but sometimes it's a social experiment gone wrong because it feels like a punked episode where, you know, you have to watch all of these ladies that are, you know, in a different uh, tax bracket. You're very nice. You, you know, Travis seems like a very nice guy. Your kids seem awesome. You seem like a fun girl when the cameras are off. You don't hang out with any of these other ladies, except for Emily, because that's just not would would not be your reality. But she comes in there with her raccoon eyed makeup. She has like, like Mad Max beyond Thunderdome outfits this season, a lot of metal just everywhere. Um, and you like her, but you're always like, what, what I don't, what are we, what are we fully like? And and I don't mean because like yeah we all like her right nobody dislikes Gina there's not a there Gina doesn't do enough for you to dislike her and I'm once again I'm I'm not being mean it's just that's it but she has survived because the OC has been so up and down in terms of their casting you're either Kelly Dodd or you're Gina so people like Gina are always going to kind of get through because they don't know what they're doing with OC so you usually get rid of the extreme extreme and you're like well that's a warm body right of course we're coming off the season of Noella Noella doing everything that she's ever seen in a housewife episode uh in the course of one season and it was too much the audience was like what the f uh her her lawyer ex-husband that you see on the billboards everywhere they're done and i just Noelle, I don't, I mean, I feel like every housewife should get a second season, but Noella, it wore on me. You know, I, I was like, ah, got to get ready to watch another episode of OC, knowing that it was going to take energy to watch Noella. She, she required that kind of energy from the audience. And that's why I like that we've started in this kind of more mellow kind of like re-acclimating to what housewives potentially should be. I could be wrong. This could be a real stinker of the season, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not enjoying it as much as some of my compatriots. I know Danny Pellegrino is loving it. Um, I know somebody else that I really respect really loves it. I like it. I'm hoping to love it. Um, my heart is open. That's what I'm going to say. Emily Simpson. Now, Emily, you have Emily, Gina, that friendship, but Emily for me works because you got Shane, who uh, they have that old married with children dynamic where they just hate each other. We all, we just joke about how we hate each other. Shane finally passed the bar and as a lawyer, Shane kind of made a joke this, uh, this episode where he was like, yeah, you calling me when I'm in front of the judge telling me to turn down the air for my phone when you can't get out of bed to do it, you lazy piece of shit. And I like, I love that Shane is trying to make us believe he's like a trial attorney in the middle of like murder trials. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Sorry, judge, <laughs> but I like that relationship. And I got to tell you, Emily is my, like, Emily's hot. Like, I find, I think Emily is very attractive. Do you find, like, do you guys find Emily? I find Emily. Anyways, so you got that. And then Jen, the new girl, I talked about her last week a little bit. Cause I just found, I think there is so much uh, play in her in terms of where we could go. I'm so fascinated with this relationship with this guy, Ryan, who it seems like obviously she cheated on her ex-husband with, but it's a big secret that everybody knows. And she keeps holding. No, no, no. We were just, we were, we were talking on the phone. 
And then it comes out this episode, they were caught in a car doing the hippity dippity potentially by the ex-husband. And then Tamra, Tamra is that this is what I'm talking about. Tamra knowing the game. Tamra knows the game too well, where it's one of those things where if Tamra's like, I'd like to be friends with you. It's kind of like, don't go on Jersey and don't be friends with Tamra because she will use everything you tell her against you at some point on the episode. So Tamra, Tamra like really has got her, um, her lay of the land in terms of I could pick on Bedore more, or I brought this new girl, Jen, in, and I could fucking take her to task for this whole cheating thing, get all the girls riled up. And then you got this girl, Jen, obviously, you know, there's a lot going on up here in terms of she probably never cheated on her husband before. She doesn't know if she can trust this new guy, Ryan, even though she's let him into the home with the kids and the animals and all, but I find she's a yoga studio. She looks completely different. I think due to plastic surgery, she looks beautiful, but very different than the pictures they showed us. And that is something where you're like, Oh, I need to know every piece of your story. So I think that is a great new casting. What do you got? Do you got like that as well? Which by the way, I, I, for, I always ask, how are you? You guys good. Okay, good. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe, comment, all of that stuff. Um, it is nice to not talk about Vanderpump Rules, uh, right? That's another good thing about Orange County. So I wanted to start with going over the taglines. <coughs> the taglines, uh, they didn't have it the first episode, but they had it on the second episode and this episode. Taglines at the very beginning, these are iconic. Now, uh, I don't mean this season, but taglines for a housewife are very iconic. Usually what production will do, will let these ladies choose between like three or four and they'll, they'll even make them record a couple and uh, then they'll just put them on and, and we'll, we'll go through these one by one. Now, Shannon Bedore, her tagline is, and the, the title card is Shannon. And she's like in this beautiful dress. She's got the three daughters. She's got Archie, her beautiful dog. And then she's got John Jansen. You know, they're all smiling and just spoiler alert, her and John Jansen split up after this season of Orange County filmed. I met John Jansen at BravoCon and he seemed very, um, uh, he seemed very like uh, not bewildered. He seemed uh, curious why a grown man uh, seemed to be freaking out on him like he was one of the Beatles. I was like, oh, my God, you're John Jansen. He was, he was like, I'm with Shannon. I'm like, I don't care. I'd like a picture with you, sir. <laughs> also, I was thinking about OC memories today and Shannon's daughters. Do you guys remember? They are the original Heim, the band. They had the band many seasons ago called Lock, which stood for Ladies of Rock. And their hit single was never a hit or a single was called dream catcher. And it was like, dream catcher, dream catcher. And Shannon would be like, you've got to do it this way. You got to put in some poison, some Brett Michaels. You got to be deaf leopard. Cause Shannon, that's her dream. She loves eighties rock. Remember her dressed as Brett Michaels at that costume party. Oh, classic OC. But I think now is a time for these girls to come together and headline Coachella or headline or maybe not a headline, maybe DJ James Kennedy headlines. We get a whole just Bravo cella where it's every musical. Could you imagine that? A Bravo cella. You have Countess Luann. We'll let Erica Jane do a number. Um, DJ James Kennedy, of course. Tom Sandoval. He can run concessions. Uh, Ariana can sing a song. Like yeah, everybody. It's like a gigantic Bravo talent show. We get Simon Cowell and Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel was like, I've got to be a part of this. So Shannon Bedell's, uh, Bedore's tagline is, in Orange County, I call the shots. And it's always tequila. I love taglines like this because it's like, 
I'm potentially an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, she does like her tequila. Her and John, I've always said, I think they are that drinking couple, which, you know, it's like one of those, you know, those couples that start at like three in the afternoon. They're like, well, it's dark somewhere. And then they just start sipping. I, you know, I, I always get the vibe. Uh, then Heather Debro, Heather has her family, uh, her two sons, her two daughters. You got Terry. Terry's just always happy because his face is just plastered as a happy grin all the time. Terry, you know, that house is like the, the house that botched built. And then you got Heather kind of in this pose of like, yeah, hers is I live my life in HD, bright and more focused than ever. So, of course, HD high definition. Uh, and I think that is a throw like that's kind of a little hint that we're going to see some Heather Dubrow acting high definition. So, like, I think that's the TV thing. And yeah, like, I get it. You're type A. And then we got Emily, Emily looking hot in a gold dress. And then you got Shane, you got the two boys and the girl. What's your name? Penelope? What is Penelope? Uh, I don't know if I'm confusing her with the Kardashian kid. Anyways, hers is, if you want to waste my time, at least hand me a taco. I hate this one. We, I think we talked about this on Monday because I hate this because it's like, oh, I'm Emily. I eat. Like, I think that's the shit. I think there's so much more to Emily of like, ha, ha, ha. you better make sure I'm fed this entire hour. <laughs> it's like, don't feed the animals except me, Emily. I need a trough. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Emily is so like, why do we, uh, I get it. She fucking ate like a sandwich in a, in a, in a, uh, a steam room once who care who amongst us hasn't let that person throw the first sandwich. But until then, if you wait, want to waste my time, at least hand me a taco. I feel like Shane, like Negder and was like, yeah, why don't we do a taco line, Emily? I just think it's cute, but I just, I, I, I could do, I think she's more than that. And then Gina, we have her two boys, her daughter, and then Travis in the background. And Gina looks great as well. And she goes, the difference between my past and present. Well, that's just apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> apples <laughs> i'm so what's the opposite of talented what is that it, that's me um so obviously that's because i'm from new york but i'm also from orange county with oranges with apples i don't know you guys and then we have the new girl jen jen has a huge family plus ryan is in her title card this is her first one and hers is my core may be strong, but my resilience is stronger. The core, of course, because she's into yoga. And so she is tight all over. And also cut fitness is where she met her new, her new beau, Ryan. This is the thing I did keep wondering. I don't know if you guys keep wondering. She met Ryan at cut fitness and Jen seems well to do. She has a yoga studio, very fancy, like was cut fitness. It just cut fitness. No offense to cut fitness. Not that cut fitness is a person. I don't want to hurt cut fitness's feelings, but it didn't strike me as like the place where the richest of the rich go. Like, so did Jen go to cut fitness in hopes of becoming like to go on real housewives of orange County someday. Cause like she had her own yoga studio. Why was she going to cut fitness? Like I wanted to know why exactly. Cause I feel like there would be a lot I don't know the OC, but I imagine they have more gyms than just and my, my friend Millie lives there and she's, she goes to this gym that she sees Terry DeBro at, and which is another weird thing. Cause you think Terry DeBro has a home gym. Why is he going out and working out? But she'll send me photos of Terry in there. And, uh, which I shouldn't even, I shouldn't really even be saying this. Um, uh, but 
I like cut like is, was cut fitness like the thing? And if it was the thing, why did it eventually go out of business? Anyways, and then you got Tamara, and Tamara has Ryan, her son, fresh off of the set of Yellowstone. He's on a, he's got his shit kickers on, his cowboy hat, his big old belt buckle. You got uh you got her horny mom who's living with them, and then you got Eddie. Eddie is like dressed like he's like, What's up, yo? I'm Eddie. Um by the way, Bravo. This by the way, happy Pride Month, everybody. Bravo tweeted the other day of like, what is the gayest moment on Bravo? And it took every core of my being to not reply back with the um the bathtub scene with Tamara and Tamara and Eddie. <laughs> and by the way, I don't mean like gay in terms of homosexual. I just like it just was very gay. It was very like the weirdest, cringiest scene to me in Bravo history. I always I think in the first episode of So Bad It's Good three and a half years ago, I said I think I brought up that as a so bad it's good moment because I always just thought of that poor cameraman over the bathtub just going like, oh, fuck, dude. He's like wearing cargo shorts. He's gassy. And he's like all of a sudden in a tight bathroom. And Eddie's like whipped off his pants, lit candles, put on some Enya, you know, and like Tamara's like, let's get busy. The camera's guy's like, I, I'm not union. I do not make enough money for this. This is too much. <laughs> but so Tamara's line is, Ah, take that Freddie Mellencamp. I'm on TV again. No, it says I might've been on pause, but now huh, I'm ready to play. Now, supposedly Dorinda, this was Dorinda's idea. She didn't steal it, but production gave it to her. I think that was the bit, uh, but it's a great line because Tamara was another one that was put on pause and now she's back. Uh, you know, it, Tamara is back and it doesn't seem like any time has passed. Um, I did say, you know, she's warming up into it, but she knows her way around this much better than than most housewives at all. So it is it is good to have her back. Uh, so this one, uh, this episode is uh, what is this called? It's it's like cutting out. <laughs> oh, it's called We Cut It Close. We cut it close, and then they put the D in parentheses. So we cut it closed. Because Cut Fitness is going out of business. This is Eddie's pride and joy going, you know, it's just going out of business. It sucks. I I mean, you do wonder, like, what is Eddie going to do with his time? Because I thought this is what he, this is what he, this is what he, he worked for. We start off the, uh, the episode with Shane and Emily talking in their backyard. And just like that scene with Schwartz and Katie and the secrets revealed of Vanderpump Rules, you know, Gordo or Butters was like literally going to town on a pillow. Their dog, I mean, even more so, this dog is fucking a pillow. Like, I mean, this is like 50 shades of gray in the daylight with an animal and a pillow. These, ant like, I was like, shit, I mean, is this is this legal to be watching this? They keep cutting back and forth and Shane's talking about like, you you know, like you can't call when I'm in court. And this dog's just like, oh, it's crazy. Um, and then we cut to Shannon Bedore talking to her daughter, Stella, who is 18, and she is talking about spending some time abroad. And Shannon is like, what? It's a very quick scene, but I love when you can get Shannon already kind of just activated. Not like Lindsay Hubbard activated, but you can tell eternally. Like, Shannon must hit an internal temperature of 200 degrees at least 30 times a day. And uh, then we wind up at our favorite family, the Dubros. 
And the DeBrosu guys, they are all sitting around their dinner table, just all dressed, the parents dressed to the nines, the kids, uh, you know, they're all just having fun, you know, joking, being a family unit. And um, their chef, their private chef is cooking up some ribs just in this huge kitchen. And I sat there and was like, this is not anything that I've, I, you know, my mom always cooked or my dad was grilling. And I guess the thing is, well, they're all able to sit around and, and talk to each other and communicate. But then they start talking just about the, the one daughter who's going to school is talking about um, that the pressure flow in the, the, the bathroom at their dorm isn't uh, isn't isn't strong enough to her liking. So uh, if they see a charge on their credit card for a nice hotel, it's because she needed a stronger water pressure flow. And the, 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 Terry's like, what are you talking about? And and she goes, yeah, how many times are you going to do that? And she's like, every day. And he's like, wait a second. Literally, if that had like my dad would have been like, you're going, to, I'm getting the belt. Are you kidding me? That will not be happening. Not on my watch. I didn't even have access to my parents' credit card. I did what every other college student did. I remember going on campus. I, I Somebody talked me into getting a Sears card, screwed up my credit for the next 10 years because I like went out and bought like a, a, a big sound system with $500 on my Sears card and learned how to get bad credit real quick. Uh, but the DeBros, these kids, they all seem like they all seem happy, right? They all seem happy, well-adjusted. And I love how open, I mean, I'm not, I'm, it goes without saying how open she is with her kids and, and, and her kids, you know, we have the, uh, the trans son, which was great. You know, he's there smiling. It is, it does seem like a well-bonded family. So you can't dock points on that, but I got to tell you, they don't live in any kind of real world that I know. Like everything is just so nice. And so, it, it, you know, it's like, I, I mean, I had summer jobs. I had winter jobs. I had jobs all the time as a kid. And these, you can just tell they, they, these guys don't have that experience. And I'm really curious to see what they do with their lives, but you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to go far. Anyways, this big plate of fancy ribs gets thrown down on the table, which is hysterical to think of Heather to bro eating ribs. And she's like, I'm eating in a very particular way. And then Heather starts telling us that she's getting the acting bug. She's getting the itch. And that her and Terry, now that the kids are starting to leave, let alone there's two kids right next to them. We're like, what are you talking about, mom? You're like, like you're going to leave? Because they're they're making inroads into moving. They're, ma- they're putting feelers out in Los Angeles. You know, she's getting the acting bug again. You know, she's like, I think there's a place for me in Los Angeles. Because, of course, it's her and Meryl Streep for me. Those are my top two favorite actors of all time. And uh, I remember that one episode when she did Cotton Cleveland. I think that was an OC. I love how seriously Heather DeBro takes everything, right? Everything is so has to be this way. I mean, I do want her as my life coach because I think she would buy me free shit. And she probably does know how to fix everything in anybody's life. But I like that she was like, I need to be an actor. We need a presence in LA, Terry. And you know they're going to do it. And they know enough people where I'm sure whatever they try to do at this point is going to be fine. Also, how much are they – they sold their house. She was on Watch What Happens Live afterwards. Like how much would a house like that go for and who moves in? 
Is it like a 300 person family? I mean, it just, there were rooms in there that I was like, I could move in tomorrow and Terry would not even know I was there. Right. So she's going to go. And I'm all for that because we have Taylor Armstrong this season as well as kind of like a friend of, and I think Taylor, Taylor is not in the opening credits. She doesn't have a tagline, which is a shame, but Taylor's makeup is great. She's also uh, dipping her toe into the acting pond. And I think that is just incredible for so many reasons. Oh yeah. Her stage name, you guys, is Heather Page Kent. It's not Heather DeBro. It's Heather Page Kent. And I'm like, we need to see, we got to get a Lala Kent, Heather Page Kent. Can you imagine them? in some kind of acting off or something. I would love to see it. Also, Heather in her talking head, she has this big like leopard, what is it? Like a tiger leopard skin one piece jumpsuit. And she's like, yeah, we see old headshots of Heather. I have so many bad headshots, you guys. I shit you not. When I was in high school, I remember my mom, I think she had like a contact at the hotel she worked at. Like this guy's going to give you a free headshot. And we get these heads. I have, I got to dig them up somewhere. I think Medica's seen them. And the last headshot, he was like, Hey, you, you're funny, right? Do something funny. And I was like, what is, what did do something funny in a headshot? And he goes, put your hands up near your face and smile. So there is a shot. You guys, I, I, if you do want to see it, let me know. Instagram me. If me with my hands on the side of my face, I have huge hands, I have big Arsenio Hall hands. And I have this cry of like a, I think, I have a Caesar cut if, if, and I'm like, and I have the weirdest glasses. I look like if Dahmer had a, like I was happy all the time. Like if Jeffrey Dahmer was like, that boy's happy all the time. I was like, yeah, it was like Showwire gone nuts. Oh, it was so embarrassing. And I was just like, I, you, you know, those things in the moment where you're like, this can't be good. This can't be good. And he was like, yeah, that's it. That's the stuff. Give it to me. All right. All right. So anyways, Heather DeBro, we need her back on our screens. Um, and then we go over to Tamara. And Tamara, she's having a tough day. She's at Cut Fitness. The new cast member, Jen, comes in. And uh, she makes Jen put on these, you know, goggles because it's dangerous when they're taking apart Cut Fitness. There's so much probably just stray sweat and, and sawdust and sadness just flying around there. And I do remember when Cut Fitness... Uh, I saw the ads when they were closing that they were selling equipment. And it was one of those things I think I told you where I was like, oh my God, I just need one dumbbell from Cut Fitness. Like, would it be weird if I just requested to buy one dumbbell and I drove all the way to Orange County and Eddie was like, you're here to pick up the 20 pound? I'm like, you're damn right, Eddie Judge. I'm here. Uh, but I didn't do it because basically I'm lazy and that's probably why I'm not around a lot of weights. So uh, Jen lets us know that you know, this is a sentimental spot for her because this is where she met her guy, Ryan. And Cut Fitness does not seem that huge, even though they have pulled a U-Haul actually into the facility. And you see a lot of like Stairmasters, Cut Fitness, Cardio Unique Training is the sign that we see. We see like a, a little like boxed sauna in the background. And then they have the glasses on because they're just sledgehammering the, 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 the stucco walls or whatever. They're just busting it up. Uh, very professional, but Tamara's also letting us know that she's doing a, you know, say goodbye to cut fitness party. Uh, but she's also talking about the boat trip from last episode because Tamara had a little too much booze. She was trying to prove herself as a cast member and just freaked out on Shannon. 
and was like, fuck a duck. Ah! And she says, listen, I was way too drunk. I didn't eat. I didn't eat. I didn't eat. Okay. I needed, I can't get like that again. And Jenna's like, you, you need to extend an olive branch to this Shannon Bedore. Tamara's like, I know, I know. I haven't been this hungover in so long, but I, I need, I need to make up for this. And so, you know, Jen's like, is, is Shannon coming on Friday? Cause you know, you could do it then. And she's like, yeah, I, I think she is. And I do owe her an apology. And they're, they're doing this whole scene on the back of an open U-Haul inside. Like I said, the U-Haul's inside cut fitness. It looks to be very sweaty. Everybody is very uh, like dewy, like I am right now. And they're talking about this scene. But once again, it's this Tamara confiding in Jen, like Jen has confided in Tamara. But now they start talking about the problems with their relationship because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Tamara brings up that she didn't find out about Jen and Ryan's relationship from Jen. She found out from Ryan because they went on some trip with Eddie. They went to Cabo, which like, what's going on with these people? Like they're all just going to Cabo. You, they show a, a clip of them on like a private plane with Ryan. Like these people, like the, the wealth and the, we, you know, I, I don't understand. Like, I hate to say it, but it always like seems fairly reminiscent of swingers. <laughs> just to, like, Hey, let's see each other's privates. Huh? <laughs> but Tamara is letting Jen know that she's very bummed that she thought, listen, you're my friend, Jen. Why didn't I hear about your relationship with Ryan from you? Why did I have to hear it from Ryan? And for me, I completely understood why. It's because I think personally that Jen was very ashamed, even though she really dug Ryan, she knew that she was allegedly cheating. And she was probably ashamed of that and trying to figure out the best way to let people in her life know, or the other thing is she just doesn't really like Tamara at all, which is a possibility as well. But I love Tamara because now Tamara has this in her back pocket. It's almost a little bit like Margaret Joseph. Like she has this kind of ammo that she can use against Jen and she does use it. She does use it. There doesn't seem to be a lot of compassion that Tamara has for people. She'll have them in those one-on-one -on -one scenes. And then when she gets in front of a group, that's completely gone. And you are literally on your own. But that's why I find Jen a fascinating character because she obviously gave into this love, this new relationship, did something that goes against her religion, all of these things. And you can tell that part of it eats her up. And I find that truly fascinating in any, any kind of character, that kind of internal fight that they have. Um, so those were the first couple of scenes before our first commercial break. Uh, is everybody good? We good? Okay. So when we come back, we finally get, uh, we get a, a little bit of a, a Gina scene. And these Gina scenes, it's her and Travis, the daughter's running around. And Gina is basically, she is studying for a real estate test. Yeah, I'm studying for a real estate test. I got to do online tests first. So Travis is like quizzing her. It's like real estate law. It's it's very exciting, folks. We could do an entire, like move over Kim Kardashian taking the baby bar. We got Gina taking a real estate test. Yeah. And Travis is always soft-spoken. He's like, I think you're good. I think you can do this, babe. All right. Um and Gina's like, we're partners on every level. The goal is to provide for our family so we can move into a bigger house. Travis is going to be an amazing real estate agent. And, you know, we can sell really cute ensembles. 
And then we can go into bougie homes and we can sell them to people. We can get up to Heather DeBro status. Then Travis also points out, he's like, babe, there's a spray tan all over these pages, which I heard that. And I was like, I need that for my reality show museum as well. Basically, Travis does a little quiz. She does not get the answer right. Amazing. <laughs> then we uh, we cut to Gina uh, in that flashback of that uh first episode when she had like that lunch with Emily and Jen and she she's talking Gina's storyline is that she is bugged that Jen potentially cheated on her marriage with the guy Ryan like that's her storyline because essentially we are supposed to believe that it triggers Gina because Gina's past relationship she was cheated on and I always think that's a slippery slope in terms of a storyline when you pinned on somebody else's storyline for it to activate you because of your past. Lisa Rinna <coughs> is probably the most successful of that until the last season, which by the way, did you guys see Lisa Rinna's an American horror story? <laughs> Ryan Murphy cast me. <laughs> we saw pictures. Congratulations, Lisa Rinna. That actually is a cool show. And I, I saw American Horror Stories and I was like, oh my God, is that the TV show? Or are they actually doing a documentary called American Horror Stories? And it's just about Lisa. <laughs> but no, that's a good show. I'm excited because you know already the person Lisa Renna is going to play. It's going to be some, you know, very intense, uptight Lisa Renna type. Anyways, uh, Gina's like, I give Jen credit for opening up about a past, but it's uncomfortable because infidelity is something that I have a very close relationship with. And we cut to her and Emily talking about her past relationship. For me, this scene just doesn't do a lot for me. I don't know if you guys felt differently. Once again, Gina, a very likable character. I just, <clears throat> I don't know how much longer she can subsist with just being offended by other people's storylines. Now we get to my favorite Shannon Bedore falling out of her car. She cannot even come out of the car. John, just like I'm John Jansen. I need to help you get out of this vehicle. Come here. See, like she's, she can't even balance herself on yoga. The first episode. And then the second episode, she's like spilling out of the car and John Jansen, like this is daytime. John Jansen, like, I gotcha. I gotcha. Shannon. Come on, come on, bud. Let's go. Let's go. She's, I mean, this girl, like Lucy, I love Lucy. If Lucy was still alive, she'd be like, Shannon Bedore is one of the best physical comedians of our day and age. Just truly, it's effortless. And she's fighting John. She's like, I got it, John. I got it. And she just comes out. John's like looking around in traffic. They're at Earthstone Interiors. And we see all of these crystals. John Jansen comes in. He's just wearing his Top Gun aviators. He takes them off. He's like, oh, crystals. And the crystal lady's like, how are you guys? Um, and you know, she has like, wow, you got some pretty things. You got some pretty things. I've been working with an energy healer because I need some protection. I take in other people's energy. I've always been a crystal fan and she's in a talking. It's like anything that can bring me good energy. And then we go to a flashback where she, on her first season, let people know that she had people put crystals into her teeth. Uh, and then another time when she's like, I had a feng shui lady come and just put crystals everywhere. And Shannon lets us know in the talking that I still do have those crystals in my teeth. Um, and she's like, they're healing me. I, they're healing me. And I hope they are because, you know, when I'm buried, they're not going to be anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. It's so intense. Everything she says, because, you know, this is it's another just the internal struggle of Shannon Bedore is wildly fascinating to watch. 
Well, now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors. And this week we are sponsored once again by our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, listen, um, they give you this copy that you're supposed to read, right? <clears throat> but I, I can, I'm happy to tell you that I actually uh, used BetterHelp this week. Yeah, yeah, this week. Now, they usually... Uh, I thought it would actually be helpful for you guys to know that I actually have used this in the past and I am using this again. And it was really, really easy. That's the good part. When you, you know, the hardest part is actually reaching out to actually know you're like, Hey, I don't feel right. I do need to talk to somebody. There are situations in my life right now that I can't deal with by myself. And that's the hardest part is actually reaching out. The easiest part let me just say up top before I read any of this stuff, the easiest part was better help. Like you literally put in your information and within 24 hours, they had already matched me with a therapist. They just asked you a couple of very simple questions, um, where you're located, what's your age, what's any just basic things. And they matched you and I was able to set up a, an appointment for this week. And so that is that is the best thing when you're not actually feeling your best. And I don't mean uh, physically, but emotionally that, um, that people like better help or companies like better help can help you um, take away the part of these things being hard to go do. Like they're like, Hey, we're going to make it as easy as possible for you to try to be able to talk to the person that is potentially going to help you. And I just wanted to say a personal story about mine right up top. And I will keep you guys posted how it goes. Um, but listen, they, they we spend so much time on ourselves in a given week. Um, or, you know, we were supposed to. But how much time do you spend on other people? And then how do you balance the two? I mean, sometimes I will do way more for other people than I'll do for myself. Or sometimes I feel like I'm doing way more for myself than other people. And, and the hard thing, I mean, with life in general, is just finding that balance. So it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never to take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. And I think that for me, <clears throat> that's where this week I, I talked about my experience, I think, on Friday's show um, was that I just uh, I couldn't move on Tuesday. Everything had become so overwhelming. And I don't mean the work. This work is such a joy to do. That's this is like what a what a what a great thing to be stressed by. But I'm talking about everything else in my life. Everything just caught up with me, and I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know what to do. And you know, I was recommended like, hey, it's probably time for you to actually get back into therapy and not just do one therapy, like you know, one therapist session one week and say I'm good. Um, but when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Um, I've benefited from therapy many times in the past, and I don't know, I don't want to set up expectations for this time. But the great thing about BetterHelp, too, is though, if if you don't, if you don't, I hate to use the word vibe, but if you don't vibe with your therapist, you can actually uh, you can actually choose another therapist. It's not like you're just locked into this one therapist, which I think is extremely helpful because it's like anything. You're trying to find that 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 thing that actually works for you. 
you know, this is for you. This is to help you. And sometimes, like I said in the beginning, it is hard to make that commitment to yourself, but it's sometimes so much easier to make that commitment to other people and for other people. But if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Um, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, and that was another big thing for me, especially right now, because I'm, I don't know where I'm going to be week to week. I might be here. I might be in Arizona. I might go, you know, like there's just a lot of different things. And that that's one thing I'll do to myself. I'll trap myself a little bit of like, well, I can't possibly do that right now because I'm leaving out of town next week. So I can't possibly start this new thing. But with that, you, you can literally do this anywhere. All you need is your computer or a phone. And for the most part, I think we all have those. If not, I'm, I'm willing to, to loan you mine if you're in the, the Gilbert, Arizona area. Um, but it's designed to be just flexible, suited to your schedule. Like I said, you just fill out that brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find more ba balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash so bad. Um, listen, give it a shot. Try it. I'm going to try it. I just wanted to let you guys know that I did do this this week, and it was so quick. It was so quick that I was almost like, you know what? I was banking on this. Like uh, I was banking on not hearing from him for a couple more days, so I didn't have to actually do it yet. But now, it, I'm, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. So all, don't worry. And also, all this information will be in the show notes. And uh, and now back for the remaining portion of our show. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And John is just, I mean, I'm hoping John has like got a buzz on right now because he's just like, where the hell? Shannon is a wild kooky lady. I never thought me, John Jansen, would be in a crystal store. Look at this. Look at this, John Jansen in a crystal store. My God, I'm with a, I'm with just a hippie lady. That's who she is. 
And so they're, uh, <laughs> they're walking around. Uh, they're asking about John's sign. Like, is he a water sign? And he's like, yeah, I'm a water guy. That's right. I'm a water guy. And then Shannon's like, John and I are in a good place. We're over the three year mark now. And that's in a talking. Edge. I like that. Her talking heads about John are like, whatever you've heard, whatever you've heard in Orange County is not true. John and I are good. We are over the three year mark. We're good. Stop asking about John. <coughs> and John asks, how does fire and water mix? And, uh, you know, it's just like, do you put my fire out? <laughs> jo- uh, she lets us know she does want to be married again, but she doesn't want to rush into it. John still lives at his home. And she's like, there can be a bit of chaos in the Bedor household. As my ex called us, the house of the screaming women. The fire needs to keep burning. It's just all, oh, it's, it's so intense. And it makes me sad because I think Shannon Bedore is such a treasure. I think she is my favorite character on Real Housewives of Orange County right now. Um, and I just feel sad that John, after this, just it, it, their, their romance ended, even though they still hang out all the time. So you never know. Um, but she also lets us know that sometimes John just wants to be alone on the water. And I just, that reminds me of that Ben Affleck, which I talked about in the last episode of just him staring at the ocean with that big old ugly Phoenix back tattoo, you know, it just, John Jansen, old man in the sea, just John Jansen looking out at the water. Where is that water going to take old John Jansen? <laughs> it's just, and she's saying it and I'm like, you look at her, she's just so intense. He's just out to sea sometimes. He's just out to sea. Anyways, they're uh, looking for the ultimate prote- protection. Sh- uh, Shannon needs emotional healing, protection. And, uh, you know, and then she's like, John, oh my God, Tamara, Tamara's FaceTiming me. And he's like, really? She's like, yeah. He's like, are you going to take it? Well, I, th- I think I have to. I-, I think I have to. Of course, this is the whole point of the scene. So Tamara picks up. There's not even, I hate when people don't wear their AirPods. It's like the whole crystal store now, now has to hear your call with Tamara. And then Tamara pops on in full glam. It looks like she's got extensions in. And she's like, I'm so sorry about the other night. I just, I was so emotional on the water. I'm going through a lot. I'm not making excuses for myself. I have to hang out with Freddie Mellencamp. I don't want to do this anymore. It's just a lot. And Shannon's just like, I appreciate you apologizing. I just, I hope that kind of stuff isn't, you know, said to me again, because it's just a lot for me to take in. Uh, and Terrence like, I don't want to go backwards. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for you. I just want to move forward. And and, and what that looks like, I, I think we'll figure out in time. And Shannon's like, I'm just so conflicted right now because I feel like I'm almost back to where I was three years ago, where we're not addressing my hurt. She says this in a talking head and the experience that I had, because I've talked, I've just, I've apologized for any hurt that I caused her. And are we ever going to come back to me? And then Tamara's like, anywho, cut fitness, having a huge party on Friday. Would love you to be there this whole time. John Jansen's in the background. you got to watch it just for John Jansen. Just looking around at the crystals. He's like, God, these people in their rocks. You can just tell he's like these knuckleheads. Oh my God. Uh, the whole store can hear this by the way. <laughs> so Tamara uh, let's get, you know, hangs up and Shannon's like, did you hear that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I heard a lot of that. She's like, sorry. And they hug in the crystal store. Sorry, you guys, I'm just getting over being sick. So that's why all the weird sounds. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, she's like, I don't want to go, John, but I don't want to be an asshole. 
And John's like, well, if you're not going to go, you're going to be a topic of com- conversation. And then, you know, Shan's like, okay, back to, back to good energy, back to good energy. And that's the end of that scene, which I just thought there were so many little fun things. Uh, any Shannon Bedore, John Jansen thing. I am just, I'm, I'm there for now we come to Emily Emily, I believe, is over at Shane's parents, and she's got the kids over there. They're fighting, and uh, you know, talking to the mom. They're just Emily's talking about her relationship, and uh, to me, I just thought the big takeaway was Emily does this talking head in this beautiful blue dress, and I just thought she looked really hot. Don't tell Sutton Strack because Sutton Strack's my girl. I thought Emily might be my new girl. Like Emily might be the one right right now. I don't know. That scene was whatever. And then we cut to Heather Armstrong. We get a little knock, knock, knock. And you got Heather DeBro. She's like, thanks for having me over. Your home is so beautiful. Which, by the way, Heather DeBro usually brings a huge gift. And I didn't see one. But Heather DeBro is over there because T- Taylor Armstrong accepted a part in a movie that shoots in Oklahoma. And we talked about this one day earlier on the boat. And she's like, Heather, I'm going to do a role. I would love to get your advice. And she was like, I would love to. So um, Heather is coming over to, in conjunction with Taylor's acting coach, who was a Broadway actor, to to work on this role that she's going to go film as a TV anchor. But she also offered, I guess, Heather uh, a part in the movie, which if you know the acting biz, uh, that just usually doesn't happen. You're not allowed to just give out roles. And it usually kind of means if you are able to give out roles, you're not working. You're like on a D-level production. It's not like a real production. Um, And that happens a lot. Work is work. So you can't like, you know, but Heather... Heather's an actress. Heather is the Meryl Streep in her head. So she would never take something that Heather Armstrong, or sorry, Taylor Armstrong is just offering. Like this is beneath Heather DeBro. But Heather's like, you should come. It would be fun. And I love Taylor because, you know, she's probably a little newer to acting. So she doesn't know what this means and what that means. And probably she has a low level agent and she's just excited to be doing something. She never thought she would be acting. So exciting. So Heather is like, I can't just come. I thought you were joking. Are you serious? I can't be doing that. And Taylor's like, I've known the director for a very long time. That's how I got cast. And I guess she sent, she sent Heather a text of like, we're on the set right now. This is your office. And uh, then we get this whole thing of Heather saying, listen, I thought you were joking. This is not how productions work. You got to get contacted by production. There's a director. Then what's the role? You got a casting director and this, all these little comic songs, little scripts pop up in her talking head. I loved that they use comic songs, which is like just the worst, the worst font that has ever been known to man that and the font for avatar. Um, But it's like, what's the role? What's the pay scale? I mean, is it union? Are there reshoot dates? I mean, is it non-union? We got to figure these things out. This is how the industry works. A lot of things need to happen. It's not like, Hey, my dad's got a barn. Let's put on a show. Classic Heather DeBro. But Taylor's like, have you ever been to Oklahoma? It's amazing out there. And Taylor is just a bright, shining light, but also one of those people, not unlike Shannon Bedore, that I feel like if you push her in the wrong direction, just five degrees, she will completely explode on you. Now, the acting coach comes in and acting coach, I used to do this job and uh, it's a tough job because basically you're taking 
somebody's role or helping them with an audition and kind of leading them in the direction of how it should go. And Heather isn't, uh, Heather's watching this and, and I think she's reading along with Taylor and Taylor is given it her old, you know, given it the old college try. She's not horrible. Right. Um, but uh, the acting coach is like, Hey, we got to get your, we got to, we got to get your voice down in your diaphragm. Right. We don't want it up here in the throat. We want it to breathe that, you know, the sound comes from the belly, right? We need you to breathe from your vagina area. Basically that's what she says. And then she, then she starts saying like, you know, it's like, you know, we, we need your breath from the hoo-ha. And Heather Rose like, of course, of course that, of course, we all know that as an actor. And then she starts using, some weird examples. She's like, feel your breath coming from down there. Right. And, and Taylor's like, I feel like I need some balls. I feel like I need balls. And then Heather's like, you need to warm up all different parts of your lips, your tongue. Right. Right. All the sound is coming from everywhere. And then the acting teachers are like, they say that blowjobs help keep your throat open. And I said, like, what fucking acting teacher is like, you know what? That's like just sloppy blowjobs. <laughs> and the Heather is like, listen, I do not tell Terry about this. And I was thinking about that. Did you? I'm like, if if this Terry DeBro isn't getting at least one BJ a week, what are we even? I mean, this guy provides for that whole family, lets them live in an airplane hangar. I mean, just provide. I got a guy making ribs every night, sending these kids to college, not having to do a damn thing in the world. And if Terry DeBro ain't getting a BJ, what are we doing? I mean, I mean, like, Heather, come on. Don't poo-poo a BJ for old TD. Um, I just like that that was potentially like, you know, we we don't want to encourage BJs. <laughs> um, okay, so that's another commercial break. And then uh, when we come back, uh, when do we get Vicki Gunvalson, by the way? I know she comes, I think, on one of the vacation episodes. So now we're at Cut Fitness and they're all set up for this, the big, the big finale for Cut Fitness. And it looks like they put a lot of money into this end party for the end of the business, which I'm like, they put so much money in. I'm like, maybe keep some of this money and just keep the business open. Like, well, how much money are we shelling out here? There's all this signage and like lights. Uh, and <laughs> Eddie, you guys. Eddie is in these like white shorts. He's in a button up white shirt and the, the shirt's open and it's got like a, like a big pink tie that is not like really loose. And it reminded me of when you went to like the eighth grade school dance as a guy and you're like, I don't know what to wear. And your mom is like, okay, it would be cool if you wore a tie, like a really loose bright tie and you button button a couple. He looks like an eighth grader at a school dance trying to be cool. Uh, we meet Taylor's dude who seems like a nice guy. And Taylor says they've been married for almost eight years, been a rock. Plus he's pretty hot. I'm not into guys. I don't know if he's pretty. Did you guys think he was pretty hot? Well, anyways, Jen and Ryan get there. You got Terry and Heather, Terry and Heather walk in looking like they're going to actually save cut fitness. They look rich. They're just like, they're like Terry's in a fitted suit with like one of those pocket squares, bringing in bottles of champagne. And Terry's like, it's great. It's great to cosplay with you guys in a different tax bracket. Shane comes out of the car with Emily and spanks Emily on the ass and just like, and looks around Shane is another one of my favorites to just watch in the background. I would love to Shane would be like, he would never do a podcast because Shane has a real job. And I truly think he does not give a rip about doing any of this, which I love. Gina was like, Ryan, the new guy. When I, I saw him, I heard so much about him. I thought he'd be taller. 
I thought everybody talks about him. I thought he'd be taller. I was expecting there to be a little more something to stature to him. Everybody's having fun. And um, then we we see Ryan, Tamara's son. Uh, you know, we find out uh, he's off of the, the ranch from uh, his favorite show, Yellowstone. He's at this party. Tamara is talking about the last time we were in there. This is, you know, cut fitness seems like it's in like a storage warehouse of some sorts. I don't know if there's some kind of, but we, we flash back to that party way back in the day. Remember that with Jesus jugs and they were talking about the, the Xanax or something. It was wild, but I was thinking about that. How many, how many parties in OC seem to be held at some sort of warehouse of some sort which I have not really hung out a lot. It's like they have warehouses or they have the quiet woman. Those are like the two locations that are in OC, but Heather's having a scene with Tamara. It's like, this is an incredible undertaking. You're an amazing business person. And I'm excited for your next adventures. How are you an amazing business person? If literally this is the close of your, your business is closing. And Eddie just seems lost. He's like, I'm excited for the next chapter. I don't know what I'm going to do with my, but I'm very excited. We see Ryan in the cowboy hat, not Ryan, Jen's boyfriend, but Ryan, Tamara's uh, son, you know, hugs Heather. And she's like, well, you look great. You Mr. Rancher. And then, you know, Heather tries to run away from him as quick, you know, and he, Gina hugs him. And uh, Gina's like sexiness. Wow. And Tamara's like, he works on a ranch. Ryan started working on a ranch two years ago, Tamara says, and he absolutely fell in love with it. At some point I was like, is this a ranch or is this some kind of sort of like a, a prison, like off campus program? We see shots of this with uh, him taking care of the horses and Tamara. But Tamara lets us know that Ryan definitely struggled for years to find himself. And we have a montage from 2008 onwards of all of the experiences that Ryan has gone through. But uh, Tamara says now he has found his true niche in the world. Ryan and Sarah, her his ex, share custody of Ava, their daughter, and she's just a very happy seven-year-old, which I really, really hope that is the case. Um, and uh, yeah, Ryan's back. Yeah, Ryan's back. Anyways, uh, Tamara's mom uh, comes in with her new younger boyfriend, her mom, <laughs> her mom, Sandy, who, you know, lives with Tamara and Eddie now and bangs her younger. When I say younger boyfriend, he's uh, he doesn't look younger. So I guess that's just like a, you know, a birth certificate thing. Uh, it looks like a very interesting couple. And the, the thought that they keep talking about them having sex sometimes uh, makes me queasy. But the thought of me having sex makes me queasy. It's just what it is. So then uh, we have. Who comes up next? We got Jen and uh, no, we got John Jansen, John Jansen. And we got John Jansen and Shannon Bedore. He's like, come on, babe, let's go. And the sign says we cut it closed, which is the title of this episode. And John tries to explain to Shannon the joke. She's like, oh, we cut it closed. Well, this is very nice. Okay. Okay. And uh, we see everybody react. And she's like, where's Tamara? Where's Tamara? And Tamara, there's like a shot of Tamara looking at Shannon. And it's like this kind of intense moment, even though it's really not an intense moment. Uh, Shannon beelines for the bar. She's like, Casa Amigos Anejos, por favor. <laughs> they immediately go to the tequila. Um, and she's like, okay, let's go. And then Tamara's like, Shannon, you look amazing. Oh, my God, you look so skinny. They literally just saw each other two days ago on the water. But she's like, oh, Tamara, you've lost at least. Oh, Shannon, you've lost at least 30 pounds. You look amazing. And Tamara grabs her face and is like, oh, I'm so glad you came. I'm so sorry. I was beating myself up the next day. I was. I was. 
And Shannon was like, I know that. I know that. I No, Shannon, it was just a lot of emotions. I, I didn't eat and all this in the drink. And I took it out on you. And I apologize. And I'm probably going to do it a thousand more times this season. You didn't deserve that. And she's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. You know, very closed up. And she's like, okay, okay. Uh, okay. And John is probably just like, okay, okay. This, this looks good. This looks good. So Shannon loves an apology. And Shannon has been apologized to by multiple people on this show time and time again. And yet nobody ever, this, the same thing keeps happening to Shannon again and again. It's like every time she opens up her heart, she immediately regrets it. And it just happens. It's for the eternity. It's like Sisyphus pushing up that rock and then just falling down, pushing up that rock up the hill again. And then, of course, we cut to a commercial break where we see Shannon Bedore's ShipStation commercial. <laughs> when I open a small business, I love using ShipStation. So anyways, we're back in this scene. They're still apologizing to each other. Uh, everybody's having drinks, as you do at the close of a gym. Uh, Shane is meeting Ryan, Jen's new boyfriend. That's uh, fun. And then uh, Gina is talking to Heather Dupro and was like, did you see Jen's post the other day? She was at yoga and she was like, hey, I'm so thankful this yoga studio is still open. Kind of, it felt braggy, you know, it felt braggy because this place was closing down. Why would you do that? <coughs> Why would you do that if your friend's business was closing? And Heather's like making these faces like, oh, I see what you're saying here. Oh my goodness. That's a little toned up. It is. And Gina, I just feel like this is such a stupid storyline. Like, Okay. Oh, cut. Come on. It's like, I just think it's weird. You know, either, you know, they just, it's, it's, it feels weird, you know, and Heather's like, let's not say anything about that, even though they're fully on camera. Now, what do you do at the end of, you know, if some, if a fitness facility in a warehouse is shutting down, what would be the ideal finger food, finger food? And if you said hibachi, you are right because they set up a full hibachi in this warehouse space and an open fire in this facility seems completely illegal. I don't know how they do it in Orange County. Uh, Eddie is giving a little speech of like this place I built for nine years. Uh, it was gut wrenching because these people aren't just clients, they're friends, the equipment, the facility, the gym, anyone could do that. So thank you so much for the love and support. And for giving me the opportunity to help. And he's got his big old pink tie and his button. He's like, I feel good about what I was doing. So thank you. Oh, all right. And that's the end and everybody claps. But I'm just like, I was just like, what is Eddie going to do? Like, what we got to get Eddie doing something. And then the hibachi guys come out and it's like, yeah. I'm like, and then they fight. It's just open fire. Gina's eyebrows get singed off. You know, it's, it's truly insane. Poor Shane goes up in just a huge ball of fire. And uh, it, it doesn't truly make the hibachi thing. You know, they're, they're, they're throwing like little things in Travis's mouth. He's catching them. Shannon's fascinated. She's like, you're catching that. You're very talented with the food. You're It's very amazing. And then everybody tries to catch little hibachi, you know, meats and vegetables in their mouth. Nobody can really do it. It's a skill that only Travis has, but also one of the weirdest. And this is another thing I love about OC is like, yeah, of course, a hibachi grill and a closed uh, warehouse space where you used to have cut fitness. It was either going to be a gym or a hibachi kind of restaurant anyways. So anyways, they're all talking. And then Gina's like, Hey, what it's, what did you post the other day, Jen? Well, you, it seemed like you were celebrating your yoga when this place was closing down. And Jen was like, um, what? Like, who are you? It's like, I'm Gina. I'm Gina. I've been on the show for many seasons. You know, her business is closing. I, you know, it, should we be bringing it up? And uh, 
we flash back to the scene where Heather's like, let's keep that under wraps. Don't say anything. But Gina's like, I literally am only studying for a real estate license. I got to make some magic happen so I can actually move out of my casita someday. She doesn't live in a casita. She doesn't. So anyways, Gina doesn't even drink anymore. So this is just, she's really trying to make something happen, which I guess we should encourage. But, uh, Jen's like, listen, I don't even do the social media for my place, but I've been told we need to do more TikToks and reels and uh, where it's like hallelujah music, because remember, she's very religious and then put it into a story and then you're going to jump back up because like COVID. Anyway, she's explaining the art behind social media, which is always great to hear housewives do. And she was like, it was a post about my business that we're still going. And Tamara's like, it was yesterday. I posted it yesterday. And Tamara's like, I'm so happy that you're in business, but I see what Gina is saying. Uh, I think Jen has opened a can of worms for herself. Tamara says, uh, you know, or actually Heather says that in a talking head. I think, you know, she has opened a can of worms. It, you know, this is like DEFCON 4. And she takes it up to DEFCON 1, which DEFCON 4 would be the high. Anyways, who knows? And then they do this nuclear explosion, which was a very interesting OC choice. Uh, you know, move over Oppenheim, right? <laughs> Real Housewives of Orange County is coming. But Tamara, this is a very classic Housewives. Very something very simple. It's just a social media post. But it's early in the season. They're like, we got to make shit happen. So everybody jumps on this idea of like, we need to be mad about this. And Tamara's like, listen, okay, this business, we had to close this business down. And Jen's like, I would never knock you for closing this business. No, I know. I know, Jen. Yeah, you do know. Shame on you, Tamara. And in a talking head, Jen's like, for you to even question that I would make a post against your business is so hurtful and so wrong. And if anybody sitting here in this friend group, she now says in the scene, has supported your business, it's me. I mean, truthfully, Jen supported her business so much that he, she actually started having sex with one of the clients. <laughs> so anyways, Tamara's like, oh, and then Jen goes, Gina, this is crap. This is crap. And she's like, you posted it. It's your social media. What are you coming at me for? You posted it. You know, and Tamara's like, maybe it's bad timing. And Jen's like, yeah, I'll own that. I'll own that. I apologize. But I, I totally, you know, it's bad timing. You know, but Gina, for sure. I, let's chalk it up to just bad timing. And Gina's like, okay, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Emily's like, this is a little out of character for Gina to be taking such a black and white stance. And I love even Emily's like, this is not Gina. From my vantage point, Emily says that. And from the look on Jen's face, it just seems to me that it was just an innocent TikTok <laughs> that she made about her business. Now, what would be a fun little subplot is if, if they pass around a phone and have any of those other ladies try to make a TikTok. Because you know they all have social media managers. And Gina probably just has her kids do it, you know. But, like, they don't even know what TikToks probably are, except that it's a place that they can advertise themselves. Emily says, Gina was just thinking about herself, which we all do. Very forgiving. And then we start looking at the macaroons, which are, you know, decorated with the Cut Fitness logo. Because, of course, of course. We also uh, talk, once again, about Ryan meeting Jen at this gym. Uh, I mean, this truly seems to be... This topic of conversation, Tamara brings it up again. Now Tamara's on the war path. Tamara is talking dirt about Jen in front of all the other girls dating Ryan, that it got messy. I mean, this is really throwing Jen under the bus in front of all the girls. And Gina's like, yeah, it's what I heard. Huh? I heard you were making out in this car. And Emily's like, I heard the same thing. In the background, we see Ryan with his big cowboy hat. Not Jen's Ryan, but Ryan Tamara's Ryan. He's like taking pictures of the desserts in his big cowboy hat. Uh, whatever. And uh, 
it's just weird. It's like this girl's private business and they're hopping on it. Like it's like this little piece of cheese. Tamara starts explaining that she was in a bad marriage. And just like, it wasn't a bad marriage. It just wasn't the right marriage. We were in an unhappy marriage. And, uh, you know, we had allowed ourselves. And then everyone's like, no, 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 wait. Well, listen, listen, I'm, I'm not sitting there. And Gina walks away saying she's not going to sit there and pretend that infidelity is okay. Like, why is Gina going this hard? It truly is fascinating, and I don't think it's going to end well for Gina. It's just not Gina's strong suit. So Gina's over there talking to Ryan Travis. She's like, it bothers me. It bothers me. You got to go over and tell us, Shane. And now Emily is talking to Jen. She's like, can I ask you a question? When you met Ryan, was your husband, was he living in Oklahoma and working for your family? Uh, or was he in Orange County? It's like, he was here. And then I was like, so did you want your husband to go live in Oklahoma? Cause you had something going on with Ryan and it was easier if he was there. And she's like, no, no, no. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Had you slept with Ryan when your husband went to Oklahoma? And she's like, no, no, Ryan and I weren't even, we were nothing. And Tamara's looking at, you know, Heather, like, Oh, t- you know, Tamara's looking at t- Taylor Armstrong, like, Oh, bullshit. And Jen's like, don't look like that. Because Jen thinks Tamara's her friend. Tamara's no one's friend. And uh, now Jen is whispering in, uh, sorry, Tamara's whispering in Jen's ear. She's like, just be honest. And Jen's like, I am, I am. And Tamara's like, I think you should be honest. And Jen's like, be honest about what? In a talking head, she's like, are you trying to imply that I was sleeping with Ryan? Well, I wasn't. We were just over the clothes. Yeah. Would he touch my nipples? Sure. Would he tickle my butt? Sure. No, no under the clothes. Uh, and then Tamara and the talking there goes, Ryan started to come into our gym during the pandemic, <laughs> which I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, listen, I don't, I just don't remember my gym being open during the pandemic, but listen, they do it differently in Orange County. Who am I to judge? But I, I guess Ryan started coming in during the pandemic. She says April or May. And then by October, they, uh, her husband caught them in a car together. And then in our talking head, Jen goes, I met Ryan. There's no sex in the car or in the parking lot. And then Tamara back to her. She's like, I feel like Jen tells different stories to different people, but I went through it all with her. And then back in the scene, Jen goes, it wasn't like dad, will you hire Will so I can manipulate the situation here, Emily, to be honest with you, it sucks having your ex live in another state. It does. And then Emily's like, all right, I'm done interrogating you, which by the way, I want Shane, the real, the licensed lawyer to come in of like, let, let me have this witness. And, uh, you know, Tamara's like, the situation is probably a lot more salacious than what she is letting on to. Or Emily says that in a talking head. Uh, she's just got to get it out because that's what I fucking do. I'm going to get it out of her, Emily says. Uh, it's so wild. And then Heather and Gina talk a little bit about Max and Nikki going to college. And she's like, they're twins. It's going to be so hard for them. I love when they act like twins. It's like a symbiosis. Like, you know, if he hits his thumb, her thumb hurts. Anyways, they're talking, you know, Heather's just kind of like judging the party. Terry's just walking around awkwardly in his fitted suit. And then they have this cut fitness cake, which has like a 10 pound dumbbell on it. And Eddie is trying to cut the cake, but he starts just pulling it apart. Tamara gives another speech about the ups and downs of owning a business and my fucking weird husband. Cause she's, he's tearing apart the cake. We're going to cut the cake. And then you guys, they just start throwing the cake. Just, they're just going crazy with the cake. And then Ryan Tamara son takes out a gun. No, uh, we see all the cameramen as Tamara runs around with like cake on her face and just everybody is having a good old time. It's cute. It's fun. Um, 
And then Gina's like, fuck you, Tamara. Don't get cake on me. <laughs> Next week, you guys, they're going to Montana. They're in a cowboy boot store. We see cowboy hats. We see the beautiful open Montana air. Uh, we see them cheer- cheersing champagne. We see horses. We see Taylor there. And then uh, we see them go into this like little RV looking for bears. We see them riding like a bull. Uh, Shannon says she's not good at, at the bull because she has a bony vagina, which if next week's episode isn't called, I have a bony vagina. What are we even doing here? John's like, that's my bony vagina. Damn it. And then we have Taylor saying to Tamara about uh, giving Heather Debro the script and that Heather kind of laughed it off because she's little miss prissy. And she left the fucking script on the table, Taylor says. And Tamara's like, oh, shit. And then Heather, we see in another scene, getting into a fight with Tamara, talking about, you don't talk about my career. And they look like they're all in like kind of a saloon and like little like bustiers. Anywho, that was the end of this episode. Episode three of this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, Thank you, guys. Let me know if you want me to keep recapping this show. Anyways, have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you very soon. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, watch the other videos. If you're listening to this, thank you. Make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars. Wish me luck on my trip, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Betches.